0: earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Rev. Dan Beckett.
1: Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Rev. Dan Beckett, here with co-host Rev. Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey.
2: We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery.
1: Today's episode is titled When the Going Gets Rough. When we get in recovery, we find a set of spiritual principles that helps us get sober and stay sober. But we also hear that we should practice these principles in all our affairs. What does that mean or what does it look like to apply recovery principles to our lives outside of our particular addiction? We've heard it said, I got into recovery to get sober, but what I learned is how to live. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on using spiritual principles to navigate tough times, regardless of what they may be.
2: Yeah, so I was one of those people that um, I had, I remember there was a moment in early sobriety, like maybe I had a few months sober or something. And and I had this realization that like I had come to AA because I, I needed to stop drinking, but I I just had this moment of realization where I was beginning to learn how to do life not just how to it was so much more than stopping drinking I mean that was only the very beginning once we do that then we've got to find a new way to live that actually works for us so that we aren't needing to use our substance of choice and so I just remember having that actual realization wow I'm learning a new way to be in the world, really, a new way to be in the world. And um, it's really big. It's a big, it can be a very big shift, but it's good because by the time we get into the rooms, we're usually pretty ready for a big shift, right? (laughs) We're looking Uh, for something big to change.
1: (laughs) I definitely was. And though I, I don't feel like I had like any particular moment of clarity. I think for me, it was like a slow progression over time, which ironically matches my drinking career, my drinking career was a slow (laughs) burn, over Uh almost like 30 years, you know, it it was a a ramp up that took a long, 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 long time to get to get bad. Um, And Uh so I feel like my recovery is kind of the same way. Um, I remember hearing early on, like, sometimes I didn't like some of the things that I heard people saying, especially the old timers, they would say things like, um, well, it takes about five years to get your mind back. And I was like, I, you know, I felt like I had my mind back at two years. Then at three years, I'm like, oh, OK, now I have my mind back. And then at four years, I'm like, OK, now I get it. I have, And uh, at five years, I had to say, you know, those guys were right. It took me that long. I, I got I totally got it when I hit that. Yeah. Point. So even though I didn't like hearing it, I guess the reason I'm sharing this is because, you know, what do we say? If you walk 10 miles into the woods, you got to walk 10 miles out. Right. It's not, it wasn't fast. My drinking career wasn't fast and my recovery yeah. is not fast. And that's okay. There's, you know, no problem at all. In fact, I, I actually prefer it this way because I just learn as I go. Life gets slowly gets better and better and better. It keeps getting better. It never stops getting better which right. I think is amazing in itself. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, so the thing that happens is um you know, when we start using our um drug of choice, whatever that is, because so Life is difficult, right? Challenging things happen in all of our lives all the time. But what happens with us is we'll just use the example of alcohol because that's what the thing was for you and I. We start using alcohol to deal with those tough things. And as soon as we do that, that ability to learn other ways of managing tough things begins to atrophy, right? Because we're not we're not trying to find other ways to deal with it. We're just using drinking to deal with it. Yeah. And so it's really true that a certain part of our developmental growth is stunted because of using the um, you know the addiction whatever the addiction is because we're using the addiction to manage our life rather than learning the skills that non-addicts are learning in order to manage their lives right so when we come in and we remove whatever the main addiction is we we you know we think that that's all it's going to be about and then we realize that what we have is we we're lacking all of these skills because the development of those skills was stunted by the addiction right so it it so we have to grow up basically we have to go back and sort of fill in those developmental gaps of Places that we didn't learn coping mechanisms that were healthy. We didn't learn ways of dealing with conflict, ways of dealing with sadness or depression, ways of dealing with stress, I think is a huge one. We didn't learn healthy um, coping mechanisms for stress and so um we've basically just removed the thing that was taking the place of all of those mechanisms so now we're doing life without the thing that made life bearable right <laughs> so
1: yes that's right
2: in some ways things can get more challenging initially you yeah. know um Sure. You don't have the chaos that the addiction was causing, but now all of a sudden you've got to do life without that thing that was helping you manage. Yeah. So let's um,
1: talk that, about that. Yeah. How do we, how do we, how do we, okay. Setting aside the particular substance, let's just say, okay, we've been in recovery long enough that that's not the main issue, but other right. stuff, life all keeps right. lifing on us, right? Yeah. Other stuff comes up. So when we ask, well, how do I apply these spiritual recovery principles which are universal by the way yes they work in recovery and yes they work everywhere else too um to what we are calling navigating tough times and my very first answer and i'm going to guess it's your very first answer too is our higher power right that's That's the big
2: first thing yes Yes, conscious
1: contact with with god as we understand god to be and for me the way that i learned that um which was happened to be outside of 12 step but very closely related was turning within to seek guidance mm-hmm. you know some indication of what what is the next right thing to do what what could i let go of who do i need to talk to like what action would i need to take if anything because sometimes the guidance is do nothing and that's actually the very mm-hmm. best thing that i can do so that concept mm-hmm. of spiritual guidance was life-changing to me i'd never heard such a thing before i encountered in this case unity spiritual principles which blend right in very well as we know to 12-step spiritual principles that's my first answer how do i practice these principles in all my affair by beginning with god always
2: yeah and so you talked about divine guidance and for me it was also um forging a relationship with God now that can mean something different to everyone I know when I first heard people talking about that I was like what does that even mean but basically it was almost like having a brand new friend you know what I mean but that friend is like always with me always available always ready to listen to me always ready to support me loves me unconditionally and so just it like just I literally got a higher power, you know, I didn't have one. And then I did have one. And and that was life changing, because I had always felt so alone and felt like I had to do everything by myself and figure everything out by myself. And um, when I came into recovery, and, you know, had the second step actually happen to me came, I came to believe in a power greater than myself. All of a sudden, I had this whole support that was on board with me. And that changed everything. So okay, let me So like, you know, for me, the chaos was always with relationships, usually romantic relationships, but also family relationships and friendships and things like that. That's where I've always had my biggest challenge, interpersonal things. And so like I would have, you know, a relationship fall apart or whatever, and I would be miserable. But I had God all of a sudden. So I had this this higher power to turn to and just say like, you know, cry or talk to God or whatever. I feel miserable. I I feel horrible. I'm alone. What do I do? And everybody's experience of God is different. But my experience was that when I would be like on my bed crying that this thing had happened or whatever, I felt a presence there with me. I felt just like, like a comfort, like, 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 this, this spirit speaking to me saying, you're not alone. Yes, this hurts, but you're not alone. And I love you. And I am here with you. And that's the relationship that I began to develop with the higher power. So that made all the difference. So I wasn't alone anymore. And I didn't have to do it all myself anymore.
1: I, yes, I love that. You know, And I'm still learning that still today. And to me, that is one of the most powerful aspects of all of this is this idea that I don't have to figure out everything on, on my own. Uh-huh. I don't have to do absolutely everything myself, like with no help at all. I slowly learn what it means, or I could say what it might mean because I'm still open to all of this, of course, to say let go and let God or to yeah. turn it over. You know, we use that phrase turn yes. it over to your higher power. Just yeah. give up. Like, I'm totally stressed. I'm grinding my teeth. I can't sleep at night because I don't know what to do about this situation. Well, guess what? I don't know what to do about this situation. Grinding my teeth is not going to help me come up (laughs) with the perfect way forward. But what will is if I just can let go and say, all right, you know, I might even say to myself or out loud, okay, okay. I quit. I give up. I'm firing myself as the manager of this particular situation because I don't know what to do. Screw it. I'm giving it up. Whatever. Whatever happens is what happens. Yes. And so that is a letting go and letting God and inevitably yes. what comes after that is a period of you know relief. Oh, I can finally relax it'll be fine. I don't know how, but I trust God. It'll be fine. And then maybe the next day, maybe a week later, whatever, at some point, like, oh, oh, I could try this. Yes, of course. Yes. And it just becomes sort of easy. We say it happens under grace and ease. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish Mm -hmm. I could tell you that I can do this instantly with every aspect of my life, but I can't say that truthfully. I can always find my way back, though. Mm-hmm. when I get off track when I get stressed and I don't know what to do and I feel like I've got to solve the problem myself oh right of course I can always come back let go let God see what happens and life is just better
2: it is A so much better
1: period the end better when I I'm mean willing I remember go.
2: I remember when I first started practicing the third step and how, what a difference that made in my life and how I just wanted to practice it with everything, you know, and isn't that, I mean, that would be the ultimate level of spiritual attainment would be to just let go of everything, to just turn everything over. And if you struggle with the concept of, you know, well, what does that mean to let go and let God and and what is, you know, is God, what is God going to do? How's God, God's not going to just reach down and fix my life. I mean, another way to think of it is that we're letting go from, from the ego self right so the ego is the part of us that thinks it's got to figure everything out and it's got to have everything under control and um and you're right you know hold having have holding such a tight grip on things and the ego thinking it's going to figure everything out causes us to grind our teeth i know because i woke up this morning knowing yeah. that i had been grinding my teeth in the night could feel it. and so we're we're letting go with that part of ourselves so that the part of ourselves which we can call the higher self, the divinity within, the christ, um, you know, god within, whatever we call it, we're rel- we're relinquishing the ego in order to give it over to that part of ourselves. so it's not really like this Entity is going to just swoop in and fix everything, but we're 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 letting go from our, you know, what we would say in unity, our small s self, and yeah. turning it over to our higher self. Um, I don't know that might help some people that struggle a little bit with the with the um, God concept.
0: Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org/slash thrive.
2: it's basically it's such a better way to live and then like you said what happens is then it gives that chance that it gives a chance to that part of ourself that is connected to divine mind and um to to come up with a solution to the problem from that place and you know in unity we teach that at the point at which my divine self intersects with god with the divine um at that point i have access to all the wisdom of the divine right that's what yeah. we teach and so so if you think about it what does your ego self know your ego self is just you know you the things you've learned the experiences you've had and so you're trying to solve it from you're trying to solve the problem from that place right when you turn it over to the divine all of a sudden you have access to all the wisdom all the understanding all of the everything right so you're gonna have a much better i don't know if that explanation helps it does out, but That's know kind of coming, how i understand it
1: another way that i could say let go and lock god is get out of my own way that's uh-huh. what i'm doing when i let go when i give up surrender is a good word probably the best word for it yes when i surrender, surrender and say i give up i am literally getting my ego out of the way yes so that the 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 spirit in me the holy spirit like you said whatever we call it christ consciousness now i can hear it because i'm not drowning it out with my you know worry and my droning on and my thinking mind thinking that which is just blocking this problem right? right so when i let go and let god i get out of my own way um in the in the hebrew bible and in the book of elijah that concept of a still small voice like mm. god is a still small voice it's not the storm and, and it's the not the
2: booming clanging and the earthquake and yeah. all that
1: it's it's and and then all of a sudden i begin to understand where the uh so-called zen masters i don't know who they are but there are zen masters right And because they're running Something around like telling that. zen stories <laughs> or is that just <laughs> me telling them on facebook i don't know <laughs> says that you know god is in the space between our breaths mm. and i'm like what the what is that e-? does that crab even mean i begin to kind of get it it's like okay when i can get out of my own way get let my thinking mind just give it up surrender mm-hmm. take a break yes. all of a sudden the whole everything starts to shift and where there was no opportunity all of a sudden there is an opportunity yeah. a door opens and what i thought was a solid wall that was yes. blocking me
2: yeah um it makes me think of, you know, that saying that we can't solve a problem from the same level at which the problem was created. So if the problem was created in our human ego self, then we can't solve it from that human ego self. We've got to level up. We've got to go up to the spiritual self, to the higher self. What did um, Charles Fillmore, um, Unity's co-founder, call it? Going to headquarters?
1: Yeah, I like that. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's like so and, you know, I think it was uh, Wayne Dyer or someone that had a book that said, you know, there's a spiritual solution to every problem or, you know, so. not an ego solution to every problem but a spiritual solution to every problem so so when we're in when we're at the level of the ego when the problem exists at the level of the ego which is where all problems exist really we've got to level up we've got to go to headquarters we've got to go up in consciousness to a higher level so that the the problem can be solved from the spiritual level of things
1: let's talk about one day at a time because i think that that's kind of that makes a lot more sense, that saying that we have one day at a time yeah. in the context of this idea that I surrender that which is making me nuts, you know, keeping me up, grinding my teeth and all that. I let go and let God, I surrender it, and then new ways of seeing this seem to show up, mm-hmm. and I can be present to what's happening instead of off in a made-up land in my head, mm-hmm. you know, I think of it as, uh, you know, arguing with people in my head that you know who are I find frustrating like what good is that but if I can come back to right here and right now so that one day at a time I don't need to worry about yesterday I don't need to worry about tomorrow let me just be here now as Ram Das yes. said if I can just be here now living in the present moment we call it mm-hmm. then all of this is so much easier it just yes. goes hand in hand it's almost like two sides of the same coin if yeah. I could just be here now then I'm not arguing in my head, and it will be clear to me what the next right thing to do is. What you know, which direction to go, or as a friend of mine described it as, you can perceive the sparkly trail. It's like, oh, I can now that I'm relaxed. If I just get out of my own way, I can perceive the sparkly trail. Of course, I should walk that way. No problem. <laughs> it, it's so. Every time it happens, I'm like, why don't I just live like this a hundred percent of the time?
2: As
0: we're
1: Inevitably, human, it's I, our nature. <laughs> Inevitably, I you know, getting another argument in my head with something or whatever, you know what I'm saying. I get yeah. off track, but like I was saying before, I can bring it back. So, what do you think about one day at a time? I mean, How's I think one you? day
2: at a time is like probably the most well-known AA slogan, right? And it's a very high-level spiritual concept. If you really start to dig into it, you know, yeah. it's it's really profound. Um you know, so many of our problems exist in our head because we're out in the future, you know, um, catastrophizing about what we think is going to happen or, or we're out in the past stressing out over something that's already gone, you know, what did I do, what did I say, why didn't I do this, why didn't I, blah, you know. So nothing can be done in the future and nothing can be done in the past. Only things can be done in the present, right? I mean, that doesn't, you know, obviously we have to do a certain amount of future thinking. We have to plan ahead and pay our bills and take care of things and such. But on a daily basis, the more time that we can spend living in the present rather than worrying about what is to come or stressing out over what has happened in the past, um, the better you know the, the the present moment is where it's at man <laughs> yeah it's where the good stuff is and um you know we're human beings so we have this dual walk right where we 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 get these spiritual concepts but then the human self wants to sort of drag us back into you know the ego mind and everything and that's just the experience of being a human being. So yes. that's not bad or anything. It's just no, the way it right. is. Exactly. So what I find is that if I take time out to check back in with the spiritual self and sort of zoom out for a minute and get perspective on things, then I can come back to my human self with a little bit different way of seeing things and everything doesn't seem so so big and daunting and do you know what I'm saying? Like if I, I can do. just take a few moments to stop and take some deep breaths and connect with God and be like, okay, let's get some perspective here, Michelle. Is this really, you know, is this really as bad as you think it is? Is this really a problem? Is this really where I want to spend my time and energy? You know, I can't get to those higher thoughts when I'm spinning out, right? Yes, so I've got to totally, stop me too. for a little bit. Almost and like a I,
1: one minute, one minute, a 30 second meditation even.
2: Yeah, and I got to tell you, I can't always get to that spiritual place by myself. So I utilize, um, you know, I do a lot of guided meditations. I use Insight Timer, the app is just my particular preference. Um, they have meditations on all these different apps of any length and they also have prayers, So when I'm spinning out, I also am not always able to really pray that effectively. So I sometimes go and listen to um, guided prayers, someone else praying. Um, It helps me so much. Now, I have to spend some time finding the teachers and the the, um, people that I like, you know, that align with me. But once I've found them, I have a bunch of them that I follow on my app. And I can just go and put one of those on and just listen through the prayer. Sometimes it will have periods of silence in between, whatever. It's like basically like having a quick little church service real fast, you know, like it just snaps me out of the stinking thinking, which is, you know, when I'm in my ego and I'm worried and I'm stressed out and, you know, spinning over stuff that I can't even control anyway. Um, that kind of thing helps bring me back to a like, oh, okay, this is not what's the most important, you know? What is the most important thing? What do I want to focus on? What is really happening right now? And so just taking those moments out to take a pause and reconnect with God and whatever way works for us, you know? I
1: I agree that those guided meditations can be super helpful, like you're saying, especially at a time when like, I I can't even kind of get myself together enough to find my center, I can uh, lean on someone else to give Mm -hmm. me a, a hand. Well, it is yep. now time for what we like to call recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the pieces of all this that we have found most helpful in our recovery journey. It is the quick version of this episode. So, Reverend Michelle, if someone came to you and said, hey, in a nutshell, what are a couple easy ways that I could apply program principles to difficult situations in my, in my life?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say the third step is really probably the most effective thing for me that helped me so much, especially in early recovery. And we have that third step prayer that the language is a little antiquated, but you can sort of update the language. Um, The third step prayer that can be found in um, the uh, big book, right? Um, Very helpful just having that tool to, you know, when I'm when something is super stressing me out, I can just be like, OK, turn." I'm turning this over. And sometimes in prayer, because um, sometimes we can use the body in prayer, prayer doesn't have to be just, you know, up in the head. Sometimes I will even make a gesture with my hands of like opening my hand. This is something I learned from one of the people that I follow on my app, opening my hands and holding them out in a gesture of relief surrender and letting go and just imagining the higher power swooping down and taking whatever it is out of my hands now that that. doesn't mean that everything's going to get totally fixed but it means that the burden has been lifted from me now i can start to access some higher wisdom, because when I'm burdened down by the thing, I cannot get there. So that release, letting go and letting God turning it over and just imagining spirit taking this thing from me so that I can be unburdened so I can begin to access some higher wisdom.
1: Yeah, I like that. And I think my answer is essentially the same. I mean, what I jotted down in my notes was, you know, relax, just kick back, take a breath, you know, just take a minute. I don't even need 10 minutes or even five minutes. I can do this pretty quickly once I realize, okay, I'm willing to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This, you know, I can. So just take a breath, relax, turn within. And what that means to me, if if that's a phrase you're like, what does that even mean? Here's one way you could try it. Just notice how it feels to breathe just focus on the sensation of breathing breathing in breathing out it's really that simple so relax turn within notice my breath Uh, just stay open even if i say it out loud i'm open to insight and guidance Mm -hmm. and then just do the next right thing whatever it appears to be you know oh i should get a drink of water i should call my aunt tilly i should just chill out it's okay i don't (laughs) have to do all this right now whatever the next right thing that spiritual guidance within just trust it and move forward
2: yeah and i just want to add one other thing to that take some slow deep breaths because i'm i'm learning more and more about how this affects our nervous system when you just take some slow deep breaths and breathe into your belly instead of that way up high shallow breathing that we do a lot of the time taking some slow deep breaths into the belly can tell your nervous system it's time to calm down it's Ooh, okay I like that. Um, it really is very powerful. And we're going to make much better choices from that place than we are when we're all crazy, right? Totally. All right, here's our affirmation for you today. The divine presence within me guides me through all the challenges of my life, and I am grateful.
1: Once again, the divine presence within me guides me through all the challenges of my life and i am grateful yes Mm. amen to that yes well it's happened again you've given yourself the gift of another episode of spirit of recovery and we're grateful that you have and we hope you found something in all of our jabbering today that you find genuinely helpful and we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey
2: and as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or email us at spiritofrecoveryunity@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Recovery.
2: And we are so glad that you decided to join us today. And we hope that you'll join us again. But until then, don't drink like my co-host.
1: And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host.
2: Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week.
0: Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on MindBodySpirit.fm.